All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Welcome in, Hoop Ballers, to another edition of your Thursday night box score breakdown. As always, I'm here, David Bracey, with my main man, Chris. Chris, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Hello, Hoop Ballers. Happy Steph Curry Day. That's right. He's back. He's B-A-C-K in the B-A-Y, and he was looking pretty, pretty good tonight. So I am very, very happy about that. Long live the three-point king, Steph Curry, um, and hopefully long live my fantasy teams that were patiently, patiently waiting on him. Um, the, rewards, the rewards are here, finally. Uh, I can't say that it's really going to necessarily propel me into the playoffs here, but, I mean, you can't pass up somebody like that sitting on your roster. I mean, that's always going to be to your benefit. So, like Said, happy Steph Curry Day. So glad he's back. Absolutely. The NBA is more fun with him. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely more definitely more exciting. Um, lots of oohs and ahs in the Bay tonight, as to be expected. Um, and we had a couple other games as well. All of them, mm, some more competitive than others. Um, so let's go ahead and just dive right into it. Um, for the first game of our Short four-card um, four card Thursday night, we had the Denver Nuggets beating the Charlotte Hornets very narrowly, 114 to 112. On the Denver side of the ball, Will Barton, in 33 minutes, had 16 points on 6 of 10 shooting, hitting two three-pointers while also adding seven rebounds, two assists, no defensive stats, and only one turnover. Uh, Barton had a really good pass off uh, the back of one of the defenders on the Hornets late in the game to help the Nuggets end up closing out that game so really heads up play from Barton there had to give him a shout out 
Paul Millsap in 20 minutes had 11 points on four of 10 shooting. He contributed a three pointer while also adding four rebounds and assists, a steal, no blocks, and only one turnover. In 30 minutes at the center's position, Nikola Jokic had 14 points on five of 10 shooting, going four of four from the free throw line while adding 11 rebounds, eight assists, a steal, a block, and six turnovers. Gary Harris in 34 minutes had 14 points on five of 11 shooting hitting a three-pointer while also adding five rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block, and no turnovers. And then Jamal Murray rounding out the starting lineup in 34 minutes at 18 points on 6-14 shooting, hitting two three-pointers while also adding three rebounds, six assists, a steal, no blocks, and only one turnover. Off the bench in 27 minutes, Jeremy Grant had 11 points on 5-9 shooting, also adding two rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, and only one turnover. Monty Morris in 24 minutes at 15 points on 6 of 8 shooting, adding a 3-pointer while also contributing a rebound, 4 assists, a steal, a block, and 2 turnovers. And then Mason Plumlee in 16 minutes had 6 points on 3 of 5 shooting, um, also adding a rebound, 3 assists, a block, no steals, and no turnovers. As far as the Denver Nuggets go, they were without Michael Porter Jr. tonight. Um the real issue here with the Nuggets, I, I can't even really necessarily say it's an issue. Um, the real thing of note with the Denver Nuggets is they are a very deep team, as we have kind of discussed previously. They have a pretty deep bench. So the majority of these guys outside of the starting five are going to be more of a situational flyer than a, a guy who you're really going to really gonna go out of your way to roster here. And I'm speaking more so in regards to Monty Morris, to Jeremy Grant, now that Paul Millsap is back in the lineup. Uh, to the Michael Porter Jr., guys like that. Those are going to be more of a fade, as I said, situational. Um, they did lose uh, Jordan McRae uh, off of waivers. They sent him to waivers and the, the Pistons have picked him up. So that's one less guy to worry about here. But as I said, a lot of mouths to feed. Um, and the primary guys that you're going to want to have are the guys who are already owned, you know, Nikola Jokic, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, um, and Paul Millsap. Gary Harris of the starting five, in my opinion, is the weakest one. So he's going to kind of allow for some more minutes there for guys like Monty Morris, Torrey Craig, but again, going to be limited minutes, and I don't see a whole lot of upside for them. Um, any thoughts from you, Chris, about the Denver Nuggets? Um, I think you pretty much covered it. Just um, in my personal opinion, I probably wouldn't even touch Millsap as long as the um, as long as he's in that minute share with Jeremy Grant. I don't like either of either of them so like like in the standard 12 team league I'll, if you have better options i'll probably lay off of Millsap as well yeah now yeah, moving on so let's move on to the charlotte side of things this was a hard-fought game by charlotte and um but still Gave it away at the end of the game there. Now we have Devontae Graham, who came back from a one-game absence and poured in 24 points to let the Charlotte Hornets in scoring. And he did it very efficiently by his standard. He shot 8 of 15 from the field, 3 of 9 from beyond the arc. And he also added one rebound, seven assists, and a steal. At the other guard spot, we have Terry Rozier, who had 19 points on six of 13 shooting, had five three-pointers, and also added three assists, but no defensive stats. P.J. Washington had 20 points on six of 15 shooting, had three three-pointers, six rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Miles Bridges, who really cooled off after finishing strong in the month of February, had only eight points tonight on three of eight shooting, one of three from beyond the arc, and had nine rebounds, two assists, added a steal and a block. So those um, defensive numbers were, were there, which is how float his numbers for the night, but the scoring just wasn't there tonight. The men in the middle, we have Cody Zeller, who had 10 points in 24 and a half minutes. He also added six rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Coming off the bench, 
Cody Martin led all bench in minutes, had 32 minutes, but only added two points. But he did fill up the score sheet elsewhere. He had four rebounds, seven assists, plus three steals. So all in all, still a pretty decent night from Cody. And we had the uh, backup center, Willie Hernan Gomez, who had a stellar night with 14 points on 7 of 11 shooting had all, and also had a 6 rebounds, but 0 across the board elsewhere. Off the bench, also we have um, Jalen McDaniels with 7 points on 3 of 5 shooting, had a 2 rebounds, and Caleb Martin, who had 8 points on 2 of 3 shooting, and no stats elsewhere. So that's it on the Charlotte front. I think we know who the players are here. Like I mentioned, uh, Miles Bridges kind of cooled down a bit, but it's good to see that he's still he's still um, working on the defensive side of things. Uh, for the Charlotte team, we 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 know that center situation with uh, Cody Zeller. Willie Hernan Gomez and Bismack Biyombo. Uh, it's just not a situation I want to touch. So if you if you can stay away from that. Outside of the core starters, um, Cody Martin has really came on as of late, and uh, is really earning the coach's trust. Even tonight, like he only got he only had two points. He only got one shot from the field, but he was on there playing his butts off and put up stats all across the board. So he looks like he's going to be someone that will help your team out for the rest of the season. So give him a look. Kind of back-end standard league stuff, but he's looking like someone who can contribute. But uh, don't mix him up with his uh, twin, Caleb Martin. This is Cody Martin. Cody is the good one. So make sure <laughs> make sure you pick up the right Martin from Charlotte if you if you do decide to go that way. Anything you want to add there, David? No, uh, no, I think you much covered it. Uh, like you said, to your point, the Charlotte Hornets are you know they're kind of just running their guys to see what they've got. So. I think we can expect to see a lot of uh, a lot of wonky lineups here as the, as the Hornets kind of close out their season. All right, heading into the second game, we had the LA Clippers uh, putting the whooping on the Houston Rockets. The Rockets really struggled with their shot tonight. The Clippers won one twenty to one oh five. On the LA side of the ball, Kawhi Leonard in twenty eight minutes had twenty five points on eight of fifteen shooting. Hitting three three point, or sorry, hitting four three pointers while also contributing six rebounds, five assists, two steals, a block, and two turnovers. Marcus Morris in 21 minutes had 11 points on four of 12 shooting. He also hit three three pointers while contributing two rebounds and assists, a block, and only one turnover. Sizubak in 20 minutes had 17 points and it was a perfect six of six from the field while also contributing 12 rebounds. And a block. Paul George in 29 minutes had 13 points on 5 of 13 shooting. He went 3 of 5 from the free throw line while also adding 9 rebounds, 7 assists. No defensive stats, surprisingly, tonight from PG and only one turnover. Pat Bev in 22 minutes had 5 points on 1 of 2 shooting. He hit a 3 pointer while also adding 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and 1 turnover. Off of the bench, Montrez Harrell in 22 minutes had 19 points on 5 and 9 shooting, going 9 of 10 from the free throw line while also adding 10 rebounds, <clears throat> 2 blocks, and 2 turnovers. Jermichael Green in 23 minutes had 11 points on 4 of 7 shooting, hitting 2 three-pointers while also adding 6 rebounds, 2 assists, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. Lou Williams in 19 minutes had 5 points on 1 of 5 shooting, also adding 3 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, no blocks, and only 1 turnover. And then Reggie Jackson in 17 minutes had six points on two of five shooting, hitting a three-pointer while also contributing two rebounds and assists, no defensive stats, and three turnovers. Um, also, Landry Shaman, 17 minutes had three points on one of four shooting, 
Uh, the three points he got was from the one three that he did hit. He also had two rebounds and a block. So as far as the L.A. Clippers go, um, they are really kind of it looks like they are trying to figure out what their what their go to rotations are going to be right now. Um, when Kawhi's in the lineup, he's been playing really, really strong. PG has been struggling with the shot as of late, um, but I'm sure that that will come around. We saw the defensive stat tonight, so clearly he's just trying to work to get his game back to where he wants it to be. Zubac in limited minutes was incredibly efficient tonight against the small ball Rockets. No surprise there. Uh, Montrez Harrell also feasted on the Rockets off of the bench. Um, so it's good to see him playing strong and looking strong in the minutes that he got after uh, what there was some concern about his ankle after he rolled his ankle pretty hard in the last game, but he said he was going to be good to play and he definitely was tonight. Um, and then also in regards to the Clippers, it, it definitely looks like uh, Reggie Jackson being in the mix here is really kind of muddled uh, any, uh, or muddied, I should say, any of uh, Patrick Beverly's uh, standard league value. So that was a guy that you're holding on to. Um, I know he'd kind of been in and out of lineup at the blade with injury. That was a guy that you're holding on to. Probably safe for you to cut bait um, in the majority of settings here because uh, he's just not really he's just not really doing a whole lot with the minutes that he has. Um, did give you two steals tonight. His defensive versatility is going to be something that you always appreciate and his ability to contribute across the board, but. As I said, right now the Clippers, uh, they're pretty deep, and they're definitely running with their guys. So just some things to keep an eye on um, here as the Clippers kind of head into the playoffs. Any thoughts from you, Chris, about the L.A. Clips? No, I think you pretty much covered it. Um, echoing on your point there, yeah, Patrick Beverly, I think um, he's, as for this season, his uh, fantasy relevance is pretty much done. Not that Reggie Jackson doesn't play. It's just taking away too much of his playing time, and he needs that to really give you those um, across-the-board stats, which is where his value lies. He's never a scoring-centric type of player, so if he's not on the court to do all the other stuff, he's just not going to be contributing to your team. Now, moving on to the Houston side, as, as, we, as Dave mentioned, so the team just shot horribly. They shot 36% from the field, and it was like only 17% from behind the beyond the arc, which is very not Houston-like. But uh, all that, I think, uh, is um, again tells you how how good the Clippers' defense is. So. Let's talk about the box score. Russell Westbrook had 29 points on 11 of 27 shooting. Also pulled down 15 rebounds and had five assists and added one steal. James Harden had a horrible shooting night. Had 16 points on four of 17 shooting. Made his living from uh, at the line, eight of 11 from the charity stripe. And added seven rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Robert Covington had a low scoring night, only three points tonight on one of four shooting. Did grab nine rebounds and added one assist, a steal, and two blocks. So relatively quiet night from Covington, who's been just off the charts since he got to Houston. So... Yeah, we'll continue to ride him. You'll help help your team out for sure. Um, elsewhere, we have Daniel House Jr. Had 14 points on 6 of 10 shooting. Had one three-pointer, four rebounds, two assists, and also added two blocks. And P.J. Tucker started at center. Had three points on one of five shooting. All five shots coming from downtown. And has six rebounds, one assist, and one steal. Now, off the bench, we have Eric Gordon, who played 23 minutes, but only total five points on two of eight shooting. At one three-pointer, one rebound, one steal, and a block. Jeff Green has 17 points on in his 19 minutes of play. It was six of 10 from the field, three of six from beyond the arc. And also added two rebounds and a steal. Ben McLemore also played close to 20 minutes, but only had two points. Didn't hit a shot from the field. And added three rebounds, two assists, 
Austin Rivers had five points on one of five shooting, had two rebounds, three assists, no defensive stats. DeMar Carroll had nine points in his 15 minutes. It was two of four from the field, added one rebound, and nothing else. So, yeah, that's about all the meaningful players that's, that was uh, playing for Houston tonight. As you can see, like, it's uh, just in general a bad night for Houston. Um, Daniel House Jr. and Jeff Green was the only two that shot over 50%. And the rest of the team was just um, just didn't have their shot tonight. Um, I think Houston... The, this being a blowout game, there's not 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 too much to take away from this game, but we know outside of Westbrook, Harden, and Covington, the rest of the guys, um, their their wings is kind of a toss up here and there, with probably probably I would say Daniel House Jr. and Eric Gordon being the two that that's um, most interesting, but. Daniel House Jr. has had two decent games in a row now, but um, he he really needs to stay aggressive and be aggressive on the offensive side for him to float his value. And Eric Gordon, if the shot's falling, the points will be there, the threes will be there, but don't expect to see the defensive stats on a consistent basis. So you kind of know what you're getting there. So if you need the threes, you can stream him. But yeah, like uh, these are more your streamer type players, I would think. So depends on your team build, depends on what you need. You can go and uh, stream them if you if they provide the stats that your team needs. Anything else you want to add there, David? No, no, I think you hit the nail right on the head. All right. Well, speaking of hitting the nail right on the head, this is an excellent time for me to tell all of our wonderful listeners out there how they can hit the nail right on the head and win themselves some money with, of course, our favorite people over at MyBookie. MyBookie is an incredible website and platform for you to become a sports betting phenomenon. They have all the lines, the best lines across the board, every sport you could ask for. No more NFL, so we got the XFL. We got March Madness fast approaching, and they have got your brackets covered to keep you from being busted. They've got the NBA. They've got everything. I mean, wrestling. They've even got pinball. I mean, you can't beat that. You cannot beat that. Head over to myboogie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets, for any game, any game, you heard that right. My bookie is where you want to go. They've got the fastest payouts. They've got the best promotions. And best of all, possibly best of all, they have a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. That's right. You heard me. Customer service 24-7. You cannot beat that. You can pull your bets together for a bigger payout. So let's say you know you got a couple of big favors this week. Parlay your wagers. Bet multiple games, and if they all come through, you win big. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around, and that's something you can bet on. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000, a grand, a whole grand. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. How awesome is that? All you have to do, are you ready? This is most. This is probably one of the most important parts. All you have to do is use our promo code today to activate that offer. Once again, that promo code today, T O D A Y, to get your extra cash from my bookie. My bookie bet, win, get paid. And please, 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 I implore you, if you are a first-time sports better, somebody who's looking to dip your toe in the water and kind of figure out the best way to win yourself some money, or, hey, maybe you're pretty good at this and, you know, you're just looking to see how good we're doing, give us a, give us a follow, 
please give us a check. Give us a listen at Hootball Gaming on Twitter. If you're looking for incredible, amazing, informative information on all the games on the card before you place that next wager, or maybe your first wager, please, please, please follow our very own betting info at Hootball Gaming. They do incredible work. We have some incredible people, and we will help you get paid. And if you don't believe me, I know my main man, Chris, is a big fan of the guys over at Hootball Gaming because they have been doing him very right. Chris, uh, would you like to would you like to give a little testimonial here on the show? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, tonight was a good night, and I went five, four of five on my wagers tonight, and the only one loss was just me being trigger happy and pull pull one through. Obviously, I'm not I'm no expert in the gaming world so i'm just relying on all the leans that the the boys at hoopball gaming is giving out for example tonight um i believe uh the podcast today today in sports betting ira and neo is giving out um they had the over in the they had the under for the Clippers and Rockets game, which we hit, and it also had a lean that the Clippers was going to win. So the Clipper was a one-point favorite, but obviously they blew the Houston right out. So we want that as well. And they also had the over in the Sixers and Kings game, which we'll cover soon. And we they also had, a, had the Raptors covering in the first half. And we hit on all four of those so thanks to the boys i came out on top tonight i couldn't couldn't be more happy like like i said i am no expert i'm just blindly going with the boys's advice and they have done me wonder they have done wonders for my so-called betting career (laughs) yeah so definitely go give the boys a follow and go listen to the podcast. They put out some, uh, it's all fun and jokes and with very helpful information. Listening to the podcast will really give you and help you kind of grow and get an understanding as to how they arrive at these leans that they have. So it's, it's a very good listen. So definitely go pay them a visit there as well. David, are you doing it, joining in on any of this gaming action? You know, as of late, I have been kind of down and out here uh, with a little bit of illness. But now that I am back on the right track, I have been listening very intently. And I hope to make myself some money as uh, as these uh, brackets are going to try to clean up at all. And my office is here and uh, make some money off my coworkers. So. If you don't take my testimonial firsthand, please take that of my man, Chris, because he is ahead of the game and is already cashing in. And like we said, give the guys a follow at Hootball Gaming. They do incredible work and they will help you build that bank account. Speaking of trusting the process, tonight we had the Philadelphia 76ers beating the Sacramento Kings 125-108. Sands trust the process as we had Joel Embiid out of the lineup, Ben Simmons out of the lineup. Uh, but we did have the Sixers in action tonight, so we're going to go ahead and dive right into them. Um, on the Philly side, in 36 minutes, Tobias Harris had 28 points on 11 of 22 shooting, hitting four three-pointers while also adding 14 rebounds, three assists, a block, and two turnovers. Mike Scott, in 25 minutes, had 11 points on five of 10 shooting, hitting a three and also contributing seven rebounds, four assists. No defensive stats and only one turnover. Al Horford at the center position in 36 minutes at 18 points on 7-14 shooting, hitting two three-pointers and also contributing eight rebounds, six assists, no defensive stats, and only one turnover. Matisse Thibel starting in the lineup with Josh Richardson out in concussion protocol, 19 minutes for three points on one of three shooting, also contributing two rebounds and assists, excuse me, a steal, no blocks, and only one turnover. 
Shake Milton in 27 minutes and 20 points on 8 of 14 shooting, hitting three three-pointers while also contributing three rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block, and only one turnover. Off the bench, Glenn Robinson the third in 28 minutes had five points on two of six shooting, also adding five rebounds and an assist. Burkhan Korkmaz in 24 minutes had seven points on two of seven shooting, hitting a three-pointer and also adding a rebound, three assists, three steals, and three turnovers. And then Raul Neto in 20 minutes had 16 points on five of eight shooting, also hitting two three-pointers and contributing two rebounds, two assists, a steal, and two turnovers. Alec Burks in 18 minutes had 17 points on six of 12 shooting, hitting three three-pointers and also adding three rebounds and assists, two steals, and only one turnover. Um, as I said, the 76ers are pretty banged up right now. They're without Ben Simmons. They're without Joel Embiid. They're without Josh Richardson. Um, so that's kind of the story for the Sixers tonight. Tobias Harris, with all these guys being out of lineup, has been playing absolutely incredible out of his mind, looking really, really strong. He's been very strong all season, even with the guys in the lineup. So he's just absolutely feasting right now. Um, <clears throat> Al Horford also was kind of fading here um, as we kind of got past the all-star break. But with the Sixers being out of the lineup and the primarily uh, <clears throat> and primarily it being the starters, we're going to be out of the lineup. Your three starters, Josh Richardson, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. Um, that swung a lot of usage Al Horford's way, which definitely is to the benefit of all Al Horford owners as he was he was looking like a possible drop there. So I definitely like to see Al playing strong here. Um, of course, the trade deadline in the majority of leagues has expired, so not really a sell-high opportunity for you here. Just got to hope that Horford can continue the strong play. And then of course, another story for the 76ers, Shake Milton has been playing incredibly well with Ben Simmons out of the lineup, um, had 39 points the other night, another strong outing from them tonight, 20 points on 8-14 shooting. I expect him to continue to play very, very strong and play a, a primary role in facilitating the offense here for the Sixers, as I think Ben Simmons' absence is definitely going to be an extended one. Um, off of the bench as well, guys like Neto, like Kokomaz, like Robinson, like Burks, um, Neto, these are going to be guys, as I said, who are going to think are going to be more of a situational streamer, if usable at all. Um, truthfully, I think the majority of these guys here are going to be more beneficial to the Sixers' real roster than your fantasy roster. But again, you guys know your teams better than I do. So if there's somebody on here who you think maybe can contribute to your team in one category, especially go ahead and give them a look. Um, I don't think it ever hurts. Do what you can to get, make the playoffs. Um, guys like Alec Burks are going to be probably more beneficial for you for scoring for Carl Corkman is going to be more beneficial for you as a three point streamer. Um, Glenn Robinson, the third row Neto. These are guys who personally, I just, I truthfully do not trust. Um, any thoughts from you about the 76ers? Oh, you covered it. Like that depth at the wings for Philadelphia is you just don't know who's going to go off which night. So it's, um, yeah, like um, uh, you see stream what you see, you know, see who can help you out in which categories you need, then you stream away. Uh, outside of that, I'm just happy I picked up Shake Milton in a couple of my teams. He's he's just been popping off since the injuries took place, and yeah, uh, that that that's that. Now moving on to the Sacramento side, we have De'Aaron Fox led all scoring with 23 points on nine of 17 shooting. Didn't hit a three pointer, but had three rebounds, seven assists. A steal and a block. Bogdan Bogdanovich had 13 points on five of eight shooting, was one of four from behind the arc, had six rebounds, five assists, and added a steal. Harrison Barnes had 15 points on five of ten shooting, had two three-pointers, six rebounds, five assists, no defensive stats. Nemanja Bielica had seven points on three of eight shooting, was one of five from beyond the arc, had five rebounds, three assists, and no defensive stats as well. Harry Giles, the third starter at center, had 10 points on five of eight shooting in only 15 minutes of play. He also pulled down two rebounds, one assist, and added a steal. Coming off the bench, we had Ken Bazemore siding. He had 14 points on five of nine shooting, 
in his 32 minutes of play. He also yanked down nine rebounds and added a triple one. One three-pointer, one steal, and a block. So definitely a good night from Kent Bazemore. And obviously we have Buddy Heald, who led the Kings' fourth quarter charge, had 22 points off the bench, 8 of 16 from the field, was 6 of 10 from beyond the arc, and added one rebound, one assist, and three steals. The backup center, Alex Len, had four, re- four points and four rebounds and four turnovers and nothing else. Corey Joseph played 12 minutes, nothing to see but one rebound and an assist. So that's all the players that play for Sacramento tonight. Um, it's a tough win. They actually made a push in the fourth quarter to come to come back from. They were down double digits, and but then the Philadelphia just pulled away. I think um, players you can count on in Sacramento to give you fantasy production is your De'Aaron Foxes, your Buddy Heels, and Harrison Barnes, who is a empty scoring type of guy. So if you're in points league, maybe Harrison Barnes, but if I were you, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't roster him in standard 12-team fantasy leagues. And um, Nemanja Bielica had a relatively quiet night. He's been more than serviceable, putting up mid-round numbers with Bagley out, with Holmes out. So quite a night for him, but just keep rolling with him. Those numbers will come. And Harry Giles Jr. has been also putting up some decent numbers, starting at center for Sacramento. But sounds like the news out there is that Holmes is going to be back in the near future. And I certainly hope that's the case. I, I just, please, please, please don't toy with my feelings. I can't take it anymore. I've been holding out on homes for like the past two months, like most of us have. And luckily enough, most of my teams are playoff bound. So if he does make a comeback, it will be a huge plus. So yeah, um, I digress. Harry Giles, roll him out there until Holmes comes back. After Holmes is back, he's value. You can monitor it, but my guess is it's just going to go down the toilet. The rest of the guys on this team, I don't really trust. Baysmore can put up some numbers here and there, but he's too inconsistent to, for you to count on. Anything else you want to add there, David? Um. No, I think I think you pretty much covered it. Let's hope Rashawn Holmes comes back here pretty soon. And I definitely agree with you. I, I really don't see the 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 point in um going out of your way for Harrison Barnes here because he's he's a pretty empty fantasy player in my opinion. All right, yeah. heading into oh yeah yeah I mean it's yeah we know who Harrison Barnes is. We know who so, Harrison Barnes is. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So just that's that's pretty much all you have to that's pretty much all you have to say about that. Um, but, but yeah. Um, all right. Heading into the the final game of the evening, we had the Toronto Raptors uh, beating the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Steph Curry's return spoiling it for him. Uh, one twenty one to one thirteen on the Toronto side of the ball. Um, we did have Serge Ibaka back in the lineup. Of course, Marcus all out of the lineup. Uh, Fred VanVleet out of the lineup as well. Um, in 37 minutes, OG Ananobi had 14 points on 5 of 7 shooting, hitting three three-pointers while also adding four rebounds, three steals, no um, no blocks, no assists, and no turnovers. Siakam in 37 minutes had 17 points on 5 of 17 shooting, going 7 and 9 from the free throw line while also hitting, or I'm sorry, while also adding five rebounds, five assists, a steal, a block, and three turnovers. Serge Ibaka back in the starting lineup in 29 minutes had 13 points on 6 of 11 shooting. Also adding 13 rebounds and three assists with a block. Norman Powell in 38 minutes had a career high 37 points on 13 of 20 shooting. Hitting four three-pointers and going 7-7 from the free throw line while also adding three rebounds, two assists, three steals, no blocks, and three turnovers. 
And Kyle Lowry in 33 minutes had 26 points on 6-14 shooting, hitting four three-pointers and going 10-10 from the free throw line while also adding five rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, and three turnovers. Off the bench, Patrick McCall in 24 minutes had absolutely no points, but he did contribute two rebounds and three assists. Terrence Davis also saw 16 minutes off of the bench and got 10 points on three of seven shooting, hitting a three-pointer while also contributing two rebounds, four assists, no defensive stats, and two turnovers. Uh, as I said, FEV, Marcus all out of the lineup, Serge Ibaka back. So um, the big game that we saw from the water boy, Chris Boucher, uh, definitely is in the rear view now. He only got seven minutes tonight for two points. Did contribute a block, but... Pretty empty from uh, Boucher tonight to be expected. RHA also was a fade back to the bench with Ibaka back in the lineup. Um, as of late, OG Ananobi's been playing really strong. Norman Powell has been playing absolutely insane with FEV out of the lineup. I think even when Fred Van Vliet does return, Powell is still going to get a lot of run off the bench here. And I think um, is worth holding on to. I definitely added him in all the leagues he was available. And uh, I definitely am glad that I did so. Um, and then, of course, Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam. I mean, these guys have been strong pretty much all season. Uh, injury bugs are something that we have kind of had to deal with regarding those two guys. Lowry, uh, we know all the injury history with him, so let's hope that he's healthy for your playoff run here. Um, and that pretty much covers it as far as what I'm seeing for the uh, Toronto Raptors. Any thoughts from you, Chris? No, I think you pretty much covered it. Um, one thing of note is um, we finally got some update in um, Marcus Gasol's injury situation. So he's been he has finally has that um, out indefinitely tag taken off of him. Like he was listed as doubtful for tonight's game. So sounds like he could be back in maybe in the next few games. So that uh, that um. That Gasol and Ibaka's situation is worth monitoring. And Gasol's had a had a very slow start to start the season, but just before the injury was um, playing quite well. And even in between the two injuries, he was playing well after he came back from the first injury and before he really aggravated it. So... Um, if 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 um, people were impatient or they had to drop him and he winds up he's on your waiver wire and you can afford to stash him, maybe give him a look. Like he could be useful. Could be useful. Like the, don't expect gaudy numbers from Gasol. Like that that's not how that's not his role on this Toronto team, but value contribution right across the board is to be expected. So if that's what you if that's something that can help your team, definitely give him a look if he's available on your wire. Now, moving on to the Golden State side, we got to start with our man, Stephen Curry, who came back from a, what, four-month absence? He had 23 points on 6 of 16 shooting. Not very efficient, but first game back, some rust is to be expected. He was 3 of 12 from... Beyond the arc, it was eight of eight from the free throw line, and also chipped in with seven rebounds and seven assists. No defensive stats, and all that in just 27 minutes of play. So very, very, I would consider a very good first night back from a prolonged absence from Curry. So for those of you that held on, good for you and. He's here to help you for the re- for the rest of the way. Now, for the rest of the line, the Golden State Warriors, Damian Lee had 23 points on 8 of 17 shooting, was 5 of 12 from downtown, and also added 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 1 steal. Andrew Wiggins had 21 points on 9 of 20 shooting, 3 of 9 from downtown, had 9 rebounds, 2 assists, and also added a block. Juan Toscano Anderson played 22 minutes, had two points on one of four shooting, had five rebounds, three assists, and a steal. And Marquise Chris, starting at center, played almost 30 minutes, had 17 points on six of 14 shooting, had 12 rebounds, 
four assists, a steal, and two blocks. So pretty good game from Chris. Coming off the bench, we have Eric Pascal. Played 32 minutes, had 16 points on 6 of 10 shooting, was 1 of 4 from downtown, had 4 rebounds, 8 assists, which we don't usually see from Pascal, and no defensive stats. Michael Mulder had 8 points on 3 of 9 shooting, 2 of 8 from downtown, and also had 3 rebounds, 1 assist, and a steal. Dragon Bender played 16 minutes, had 3 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, no defensive stats. And Jordan Poole, who also played around 16 minutes, didn't, didn't hit a shot on the field, had two rebounds, two assists, and one block in his 16 minutes of play. So going forward, I believe Steph is here to stay. I, Given the fact that this is a hand injury that he suffered, we, we've been talking about him... The we probably should, wouldn't have to worry so much about his conditioning, so he should be good to go. And tonight's game definitely demonstrates that. So I think he was out there for 30 27 minutes and he he looks just fine. So, um, just roll him out there after a couple games, the rust comes off, he's gonna be back to stuff of the old and. Wiggins should continue to contribute even with Steph back. That's just um, he won't have as much ball handling oppor- uh, opportunities, but he should with Steph's gravity. It's just going to be even more open shots for Wiggins. So Wiggins should still provide good value rest of season. Marquise Chris has been golden since he came came back on to this Golden State Warrior team and was manning the middle for them very, very, and putting up very good numbers. So just keep rolling with him. I don't know about how Damian Lee would fare. He obviously did well tonight, but the usage should, I expect the usage to take a bit of a hit. And he's not all that consistent to start with. So um, proceed with caution. And uh, he can monitor the situation if you, you already have him. If you don't have him, I definitely wouldn't run out to grab him. Even after this um, previous scoring night tonight, he's just too inconsistent. Uh, Eric, Eric Pascal continues to put up pretty... Pretty good scoring and rebounding numbers, but uh, no defensive stats there. A interesting guy that they picked up is Michael Bullmolder, who I believe we also I, I believe last week that was was his first game. This is another ten day contract guy, and um, he came up from the D leagues and was um, supposedly a sharpshooter. And he has been shooting quite well now that he's acclimated to the system. So if you are looking for a low-end three-point streamer, you could give him a look. Outside of that, I think that's that, That's it. That's all I have on the Golden State front. David, anything you want to add there? No, uh, no I think you pretty much covered it. Um... To your point, yeah, I'm wondering what, what's going to become of Damian Lee now that we do have Steph Curry back, because um, uh, we can assume it's going to be primarily Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins um, kind of facilitating playmaking here for the for the Warriors. So definitely a situation to keep your eye on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that is going to do it for us here tonight for your Thursday night box score breakdown. Chris, do you have anything coming up this week for hoop ball or otherwise? Um, no, no, just um, continue to work on some website upgrades. So yeah, like, um, so yeah, like uh, we got a, a few projects on that front trying to, um, so yeah, like uh, hopefully we'll get it ironed out before the season's over and we'll get some fresh looks. Outside yes. of that, 
yeah outside of that um yeah like i'm, I'm on twitter all the time so if any of our listeners want to f- fire me some fire me some questions you can find me on twitter at cmanubc that's c-m-a-n-u-b-c so send those questions my way i'll be happy to answer your questions where can the listeners find you dave well the people as always can find me on twitter at dfb underscore three definitely hit me up with any of your fantasy related questions or comments i'm always happy to help and generally awake pretty late so definitely feel free to hop into my dms Um, i'm always happy to help and with that being said on behalf of myself chris and all of us here as a part of the uh hootball army we appreciate you all tuning in to listen for another edition of your thursday night box score breakdown we appreciate everybody listening to all of the hootball content for the entire network you guys are incredible and we really really appreciate um we really really appreciate you guys uh taking the time to listen to us because we have a lot of fun and we're glad that you can enjoy what we're doing here um, because I think everybody does some really, really incredible work. So as I said, on behalf of all of us, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. We will see all of you next week. See you, Chris. Thanks, man. Thank you. Good night. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.